Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. Got Dave Nichols on the line. Doghouse might be calling in on his way home from the game after a long night in the nation's capital. Dave, we'll start at the end in this case because it ended in a rough way for the Nationals after we waited out a rain delay for two hours and waited through a long game. Two to one Cubs in the bottom of the ninth. Hector Rondon comes out to close it out, gives up a one out single by Michael Taylor, walks Clint Robinson to put two on with one out. The Nards fan lines out to left field, the ball just not carrying tonight in the nation's capital. Anthony Rendon comes up, everyone's looking for a storybook ending, gets to a three one count, Cubs throw on outside, pick <laughs> and just pick Clint Robinson off of first base. What he was doing there, I'm not exactly sure. As uh, our friend Jim Myrick, Myrick's on uh, Federal Baseball pointed out, he's not even the lead runner. So what he's doing that far off at first, I'm not sure at all. But that's no way to end a game and really a brain cramp there by Clint Robinson cost the Nationals in the end, even though he might have been safe. Yeah, it's just a tough way to go. You know, the only rationale is that he thought it was 3-2 and two and was trying to get off with the pitch, um, representing the, the potential winning run. But, um, just really sloppy baseball. I mean, there's, there's no excuse for it, um, no excuse for making the last out anywhere on the base path, really, except getting thrown out at home. But um, just tough to take to see a marginal uh, marginal major league player, um, you know, in, in a chance to have, um, you know, your best – essentially one of your best players uh, given a chance to, to tie or win the game. And he doesn't even get to swing the bat because you get picked off on first. Just really shoddy baseball and um, tough to take, like I said, from um, from anybody, let alone a, a marginal MLB player. Yeah, I'd go along with it from anybody. I don't care who it is on the base at that point. You can't do that. And that situation that late in the game is just death for the Nationals and not just his fault. The lack of offense hurts them again, but we'll get back to that in a second. We'll start off with Gio Gonzalez here. 3 and 0 in 6 starts in May, 454 ERA, 287 FIP, 288 340, 413 line against in 35 and 2 thirds innings pitch last month. 3 and 1, 239 ERA, 194 248 254 line in 6 career starts versus the Cubs. Starts off with a rough 32 pitch first though, single walk, single walk, one nothing Chicago at that point, two nothing on a 6-4-3 DP, long first and unfortunately he had he, gets himself to quote-unquote settled in nicely after the game. After that, keeps it there through six innings, 103 pitches on the night, but that rough first ends up costing the Nats when they can't come back from the 2 nothing deficit. Well, that's the problem, right? I mean, if you can't score yeah. more than two runs, you don't deserve to win the ball game anyway. I mean, Geo did um, what he was supposed to do. If he'd given up, you know, one in the second and one in the sixth and they lost 2-1, to one, it would have been the same thing. I mean, he turned in. Um, a really solid performance tonight, once, especially once he settled down. Um, you know, it was just a little, kind of nickel and dime in him there to start the game off with. But uh, he's had good success against this Cubs team. Um, we saw him turn in another quality, um, you know, quality outing today. And, you know, the, the old-timey radio announcers would say, you know, um, you know, the, the Nets couldn't get him off the hook or whatever. But, uh, um, you know, the, the bottom line is that if you're not scoring more than two runs in a game, you're going to lose, and and they did. It's just that's that's that simple right now. Return of Anthony Rendon tonight, exciting for Nats fans everywhere. Everyone's happy to see him back in there. 
ends up going two for four, doubles to right, uh, past the diving junior lake at one point, singles in his first time up, I believe, and just great to see Anthony Rendon back on there. We said yesterday on the show, uh, Doghouse and I were talking, if he played a double header with the double A team, there's no reason at that point he can't be coming up. So not surprised to see him come back up today. But like Rizzo said, he instantly makes the Nats better with him back. 6.5 F4 season last year, 287, 351, 473 line against 39 doubles, 23, 21 home runs, and 683 plate appearances. Great to see Rendon back there and had a good night at the plate, good night defensively as well, and steps right back in there. Yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, he's one of the Nets' best players, probably one of their, if if not, um, you know, 1A and 1B with Harper, he, he's pretty he's pretty darn close. I mean, uh, you know, he he is the guy that allows the rest of the Nets' uh, batting order to to be this long batting order that they envisioned at the beginning of the year. I mean, even with Worth out, you know, having Rendon in the two spot allows you to drop Desmond back into a, a more familiar run driving in uh, role as opposed to trying to be a table setter up at two, which he's just not built, built very well for. So, um, just real comforting to see him back in the lineup. Like you mentioned, he he, he was uh, you know his normal reliable self in the field as well, and um, I liked the the line that, that Matt Williams had before the game tonight. You know, if Rendon's hitting a double, we want it to be here and not at Double A. So, um, it just it, fantastic to get him back in the lineup, and and hopefully um, now that he is back here, um, the offense is gonna gonna pick back up again, and 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 they'll go back to um, to winning games as opposed to trying to eke out, you know two runs a game, that that type of thing, because that's just that that type of offense isn't sustainable um, if, if you're in the business of, of winning pennants and trying to win a championship. And um, Rendon does, does a, a lot of things well for this team, and he will be um, – he has been sorely missed over the first 51 games of the season. Just watching the tweets come across my phone here, our friend Andrew Simon from MLB.com quotes Clint, Rob- Clint Robinson saying, that's on me, that can't happen. You're exactly right, Mr. Robinson, but he's put up a he's done well so far and a surprise ad- addition to the team at the beginning of the year. I'm not going to kill him for that, but I'm going to kill him for that because there's no way he should let that happen. At least he owns it afterwards, but not the way you want to get the post-game press conference for the first time I can remember having the media around you asking about that, but before we get back into the game, we should note they get Anthony Rendon back today. So, of course, someone goes down with an injury. Rendon starting out at second because, you know, Escobar is more comfortable at third, according to the Nationals. They think it would be hard for him to move over to second midseason after he's been at third all season. But strike him out, throw him out in the first. He ch- tries to check his swing, ends up looking like he injured his wrist. They're saying after the game, x-rays are negative, and they'll see what's up tomorrow. But, just kind of figures with the way things are going, the Nationals get Rendon back, and now it looks like Escobar is going to at least miss a little bit of time after injuring the wrist somehow. Yeah, you know, and that's unfortunate. And as as we all know in D.C., uh, X-rays are negative means absolutely nothing. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll wait a couple of days to get to let the swelling go down, and they'll do an MRI on it if he's not able to jump back right in the lineup. Uh, I have to completely admit, Escobar's really surprised me this year. He uh, um, yeah. obviously his back is a lot healthier than what it was last year. Um, he's been very good offensively and defensively, whereas last year um, was just one of the worst fielding shortstops in Major League Baseball metrics-wise. And um, you know, Mike Rizzo told us it was because of his bulky back and hamstring, and um, we haven't seen that this year. And he's he's just been real good for them. So it would. Um, it would really hurt if they end up losing him for any time period. 
um, let's hope that uh, um, that this isn't something that uh, that's going to cost them time. But I got to tell you, I've seen too many guys uh, um, too many guys injure their wrist doing the check swing thing. Um, you know, I don't know if he's had hamate surgery yet on on either one of his wrists. I mean, that that certainly could be a concern. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, smaller just because of the the nature of the the physicality of a wrist. There's a lot of smaller bones in there and 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 tighter ligaments, that type of thing. So let's hope that uh, this is nothing long term. That this is just something that uh, is of a strain variety, but. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have to wait to see and get more tests before we know what really is what really is wrong with them. Jake Arrieta on the mound for the Cubs tonight. Four and four, three one eight ERA, two nine zero FIP, two thirty six, three sixty six thirty six line against in sixty five innings pitched this season. Nine point two nine K per nine on the year. Five scoreless tonight, but the Nats load him up with one out in the sixth. RBI ground out by Bryce Harper makes it 2-1. to one. Looked like he was safe on that one. We'll get to that in a second. A uh, hit-by-pitch by, by Z- on Ryan Zimmerman loads him back up at Ian Desmond. Rips a line drive to first that Anthony Rendon reaches up and stabs. Um, I'll go right back to that Harper. We can talk about Arietta as well. But Harper on that play looked like he was safe. The replay showed he was safe, but the Nationals didn't have a challenge at that point. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that Rob Drake, who tossed Harper earlier this year, is that first base and blows that call, but they also blew a call on a stolen base earlier in the game where the Nationals challenged it and looked like he was safe at second, but they, uh, Danny Espinosa at that point was safe at second, but umpires ruled that the call on the field stands, so they're out of their challenge, can't challenge the Harper one, and ends up costing them there. I think it's pretty safe to say that the uh, the boys in blue had a uh, pretty rough night tonight, both uh, on the field and in New York. I mean, to, to start off with the Espinosa one, he was clearly safe by the replays, and, and, and New York just screwed yeah. that up. Um, the one with Harper, uh, like you said, they didn't have their challenge left. It would have been interesting to see if they would have been able to um, to get a replay on that because, it, I, you know, uh, from, from the looks of it, um, you know, it, it looked like that was the wrong call as well. So it's just, uh, um, you know, it, it's tough to take when, when you're struggling to generate runs anyway. And then uh, – um, you know the the boys in blue are, are are making it even more difficult on you. But uh, that that play that, that Rizzo made on on Desmond's line drive, just um, you know two feet one way or the other, and and that's you know bringing in a couple of runs. And it just seems like that's the way it goes when you are struggling to score. Is that every hard hit ball is at somebody else, and um, you know that was just the fate of the Nets tonight. Yeah, it's tough when things aren't going your way. They really don't go your way in the Nationals' case. Earlier in that inning, Denard's fan singles. Anthony Rendon comes up next. That's when he connects for his double on the night. Line drive to center field. Uh, Junior Lake out in right field. Dove for it. That's center on here because Dexter Fowler collected it after he missed it. Fan had to wait and see if they made the catch, so he's slow getting around the bases. Uh, Bob Sendley. For once in his life, doesn't send the runner around. Is this a case? Where, is this a case where you think they're actually taking into account the Nards fans' knee injury there? And can you do that during a game? Can you take into account that he's been playing with an injured knee for the last couple of days and not send them so you don't have a collision there? Or is it just a case of them being careful there and holding Span up and try to start a rally instead of maybe getting them thrown out at the plate? No, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously the game plan they know that. Uh, um, that Span's still not a, absolutely 100%, that he's still thinking about it a little bit. So, um, you know, if, if he's got a hitch in his step at all, if he's, you know, half a fraction slow, 
Um, you don't want to send them there. You don't want to send them into a collision and, and, and exacerbate it. Um, you know, you've got a chance to have a beginning there, so you don't want to run yourself out of it. I think all those factors played into it. But, uh, um, you know, it, it's all predicated by the fact that, that he couldn't get a good jump because he didn't know if the ball was going to get caught or not. So, um, yeah. you know, it's really kind of a moot point. I mean, if he, if he had a better read on it, um, you know, there wouldn't have been a stop sign in the world that, that, would, have, uh, that would have held him at third. On a frustrating night offensively, it gets a little more frustrating in the seventh inning. Still 2-1 to one at that point. Jose Lobertron walks to start the inning. Michael Taylor tries to bunt for a hit, pops it up. Anthony Rizzo can't make the catch, throws the first late when this pitcher blocks the throw to second, as F.P. Santangelo, I think, acutely pointed out there. Uh, Nationals, Dan Ugla comes up next, squares the bunt early in the count, doesn't get it down, ends up popping up on a 2-1 pitch. They bring on James Russell, face Denard's band and pops out the short. Jason Mott comes on then to face Anthony Rendon, gets to a 2-2 count, throws a 98-mile-an-hour fastball by him. That's no way to welcome Anthony Rendon back to the majors and tough at that there for him. But Nationals can't make anything out of a two-on, no-out situation in a one-run game. That's the kind of thing that ends up costing the end. Yeah, and, and you're talking about popping up bunts and, and not having complete at-bats and um, you know, getting a 98-mile-an-hour fastball where you, there's nothing you can do with it. It's just, um, you know, like I, you said it very succinctly, you know, when things aren't going well for you, they're just not going well for you. And um, and we saw that again. I mean, you know, if if they get the bunt down, if if, if Ugly can, can, you know, get it on the ground to the right side of the infield, you know, the, that in, that inning is completely different. But, um, you know, there's, there's just a failure in fundamentals. They don't get the bunt down. Ugly you know, can't get the ball on the ground to the other side, and then you end up, you know, you end up spoiling what could have been a good inning there. We pick on the English lady interrupted me. Excuse me. We pick on the Nationals enough. Pick on Joe Madden for a second here. Fifth inning, going back there, first and third, two out. Anthony Rizzo on first, Addison Russell on third base. Joe Madden tries to get tricky with the Nationals. Sends Rizzo to draw the throw from Gio Gonzalez. He tries to pick him off, throws to first for Ryan Zimmerman. At the same time, Addison Russell breaks from home, kind of a delayed steal of home. I don't know how best to describe that, but Ryan Zimmerman, aware of what's going on, throws home to get the out there. The Cubs kind of run themselves out of it, trying to get a little cute there and cost themselves. And what, what, It was a close game and ended up a close game as well, giving away runners like that. Not my idea of great managing. No, but I think that any time um, – Anytime a National League manager can force Ryan Zimmerman into throwing the ball, it's probably um, <laughs> probably not a bad play. I mean, you know, Zimmerman made the play there, but um, there wasn't a single person in that town that wasn't cringing the entire time that he was was forced to throw. So, um, I, you know, it's it kind of surprised me that uh, at this point in the season we haven't seen more teams try to um, try to put plays on when, when when Zimmerman's involved there. I mean, and that was the perfect time to do it when you've got first and third, and, um, you know, you try to do delayed steal there. So um wouldn't shock me to see that come up against the Nats again this season. Um, but, but props to, to Zimmerman for um, having the wherewithal um, and, and having just, just enough physical <laughs> physicality to, to be able to complete the play this time. Yeah, I'll note that I've only seen, as far as I can recall, only one throw that Ryan Zimmerman made. I remember a double play attempt a couple games back where he sailed one into the outfield trying to get that out at second. But other than that, he's been pretty solid over that first base and kind of impressed me with how quickly he's made that transition over there. 
you like what you've seen from Zimmerman over there so far this season? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, all those uh, skills that, that made him a gold glove caliber third baseman, you know, being able to pick the short hop and, um, you know, and, and adjust to ground balls either to his right or left. I mean, he, he's, um, you know, essentially playing the same position on the other side of the diamond. It's, it's the um, the play around the bag that, that is, uh, um, that's been the, uh, um, that's been really strong. I mean, he, he's really taken to it very well. And I don't think there's any surprise to that. You know, he's a, a quality defensive player um, who just happens to not be able to throw anymore. So as long as they can keep that out of the equation, I think that he's going to be an absolutely competent first baseman. The Nationals drop a 2-1 decision, 29-25 and 25 on the year. They've lost seven of our last ten and three straight overalls. It's not a good stretch for the Nationals. It's kind of tough to watch as well. They're not producing much of offense, and the little things are costing them like they did tonight. We'll see if they can get back at it tomorrow. Tanner Roark against Suoshi Wada in the game two of four with the Cubs in D.C. Matt's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page at federalbaseball.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, Dave. Sounds good. Have a good night. YouTuber. Doghouse has gone at.